You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. More than 70 people put their names in the hat for seven positions on the Detroit Public School Board. Detroiters are going to replace the whole school board this fall, but Bridge Magazine reports the state will still largely be in charge, even after handing control back to the board. Reporter Chastity Pratt-Dossi writes this week in Bridge Magazine, quote, The hard reality behind this November's crowded election is that Detroit's new school board will only have as much authority as a state-controlled oversight commission is willing to give it. And so far, the state treasurer's office, which is responsible for administering the state commission, won't reveal how much authority or direction it is going to give the elected board. Joining us now, as she does often to talk about schools, is Chastity Pratt-Dossi, a reporter with Bridge Magazine. Chastity, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Detroit. (laughs) So (laughs) talk about 70 people say they want this job. They don't even know what they're going to be able to do, (laughs) but they they are certain that they want to be part of uh, elected democracy again in the governance of Detroit schools. I mean, think about it. For months, we heard um, legislators and community folks fighting over whether or not this city should have an elected school board that is empowered. The elected school board prior to this one, we know, had absolutely no authority yeah. because the state was running the school district for the last several years directly. So, you know, the the idea that an elected board would have some authority drew a lot of attention. Uh, there was not very much detailed discussion about what this board is really going to do. You have to really comb through the law and the statute and and try and get, you know, a hint as to what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that, that's that group of 70. It's, it's a very, of course, wide-ranging group of people. Some uh, former board members, uh, both recent and long time ago. Right. Uh, some principals, uh, former principals and uh, teachers, uh, union officials. I mean, you've got a lot of choice here in that in that pool. Absolutely. And, and of course, there's dozens of people who we've never heard of who've probably never been to a school board meeting. So, I mean, there is a huge mix. But I think um, one thing that we point out in the story in Bridge Magazine is that the state is still going to approve all of the financial decisions. Um, but also, as Tanya Allen from Skillman pointed out, that the school board is also there to make educational policy, which is something that they haven't really been doing for <laughs> Like yeah. more than for a long time, this time. <laughs> but but is it possible to really make uh, important education policy separate from exactly. the financial question? Right? That's what brought the school district to court several years ago with Robert Bob. If we don't control the purse strings and we control the academics, and do we really control the academics? If we want to buy textbooks and we don't have the money and we can't really approve on the dime that we're going to do certain things, then who really is in control? Yeah. Uh, so, Chastity, you covered Detroit public schools for a very long time uh, for the free press. I care, I covered it for a shorter time, a longer time ago. Both of us combined have probably sat through more Detroit school board meetings than, than most people in, in Detroit. Talk about, talk about how this board might be different from those other boards. I mean, I remember sitting through meetings where they're carrying people out screaming and yelling because of uh, disruption and things like that. I mean, it was a pretty chaotic board even in the mid 90s uh, absolutely i mean i think uh, the the chaos ebbs and flows depending on the issue at the time you know are we talking about a contract that could lead to a teacher strike or not teacher strike are we talking about um you know uh, closing schools Woo ha! you go there and it's going to get hot real fast right and they're going to uh, have to do that i mean they're going to have to confront the fact that you still got this overcapacity problem 
they, they have the overcapacity problem or, or, or as um, some people would say, you know, lack of students problem. <laughs> right. I guess you can look at it either way. Get more students or you're going to have to, to make the facilities match. Excellent. Right? Absolutely. So they're, they're, they're going to be met with uh, obviously a huge issue. And some people are saying they're, they're being set up to fail because they don't have absolute control, but they will be held responsible at the end of the day for the outcome. Um, I think one other point that needs to be made is people will say, well, the Financial Review Commission for the city of Detroit oversees the city of Detroit, and now it's also going to oversee the school board. What's the problem? What's the difference? Well, the problem, the difference is that when uh, the FRC, the Financial Review Commission, was put over the city of Detroit, the city council was there, and, you know, everyone understood or is, you know, really mostly understanding what the roles are. Well, this law swept the school board out. I mean, they didn't do that with the city council. They didn't say, go home. We're right. holding a new We're election. We're going to have a whole new election. Right. <laughs> in Detroit with the school board, this new law. I mean, it, it Nobody was, knows what they're supposed to be doing. We had the grand bargain in the city, and they they dealt with the city. Now here we have, we're not calling it the grand bargain, but it is essentially a rescue plan for the city. And they swept out the school board, and they're going to have a new one. The fact that they swept out the school board tells you right there that, you know, there's some politics that's going to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk quickly about what this board, once we get to uh, November and they, they get seated, they're all elected at large. So th- what's that going to look like for uh, for people in sort of far flung parts of the city? The poorest areas of the city are the, are the ones you always worry about. Mm-hmm. We used to have a school board that that was divided up by district so that everybody had. Uh, some say in what goes on, you elect everybody at large. It favors probably the wealthier parts of town uh, for for getting people elected. So so, h- how is that? How is that likely to affect people in say Southwest Detroit, right? Or far exactly. East Detroit. If the past is any indication, you're going to have people from Northwest Detroit being disproportionately represented on the board. That's you know that was the whole argument about going back to districts with the city council. So um, you already have the issue of people saying a limited board gives us limited power, limited say. If you have a board now that also doesn't have that isn't going by district is at large it's another opportunity for people to say here again limited opportunity for my voice being heard and my issues being represented and and when we don't have districts disproportionately poor people um our our hispanic latino community in southwest is not represented yeah all right chastity pratt dossie reporter at bridge magazine as always thanks for joining us on detroit today see you soon we'll have you back before november to talk about which of these candidates uh should be the ones that we're looking at. All right. All right. Uh, That's it for me. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber-Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella, technical director and engineer Matthew Trevethan, and associate producers Mary and Aaliyah. And, of course, our wonderful theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. I'll see you tomorrow.